Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18+. plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Alrighty, welcome back to episode 123 of Two Drunk Brothers in a Podcast, presented by the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network. We are back after a week hiatus. I was out of the country last week on a much-needed vacation, um, but I'm back for the summer, uh, and yeah, ready to get things rolling. And so, Travis, I honestly didn't pay attention to a lick of sports while I was down in the Bahamas, so... Give me a give me a quick rundown of everything that's kind of happened over the last week. I mean, I'm not kidding. Like, I just know the Lakers got bounced out of the playoffs. The Cardinals are on a terrible losing skid. That's about all I know right now. Uh, the Avalanche have fallen off the charts. They're they're starting to you know unfold. They beat the Golden Knights very well in the first two games. Fell off, lost the second two. So I'm back on the Vegas train, I guess, because I got to fade them. Game five, um, right? Yeah, they're they're playing right now. Lightning just uh, beat the Hurricanes in the second round. Um, not a whole lot. I am on absolute fire though, gambling wise, up crazy a crazy amount over the last like week and a half. Um, so I got that going for me. Uh, did well on UFC last weekend. Jair Rosenstrike got his hey, like little. Got his like little uh, claim to fame back, and he's back up in the top five now in the heavyweight division. So just whoever he's going to get his ass kicked by next is the real question because I don't see him passing up anyone. Um, outside of that, what else happened? NBA? Anything crazy? Well, I saw Nikola Jokic um, won the MVP award today. Yes, he did. Uh and then outside that, the Nets just look absolutely unstoppable. Put out a Twitter poll on Monday morning, uh, best bets for the day. And I was on Nets minus one and a half hard versus the Bucks in game two. Everyone was pounding the Bucks, and they lost by 40. Jesus Christ. Yeah, the, Nets, the Nets beat them by uh, 39 last night. Yeah, I mean that's uh, they're going to be a tough team to stop for sure. So, like I said, without you know, without James Harden, James Harden was hurt both games. Damn, that's wild. I absolutely fucking loathe KD. Like with every every ounce, like he might honestly to me right now in sports be the most hated person on my list. I just can't. St- I was telling Travis this today. I don't I mean I would love to see it for Blake Griffin. I'd love to see it for DeAndre Jordan. Fuck. James Harden, fuck Kyrie Irving, fuck uh, Kevin Durant. I hate the narrative that LeBron for has to form these super teams to win championships. Everyone always knocks LeBron for having to join super teams, win championships, or recruiting players. Look at the teams that Kev- Kevin Durant's played on. That are, I mean, if the Nets go on to win this, this will be his third championship. Look at the two teams he played for in, in Golden State. And then this team literally has five perennial all-stars starting in the lineup. Does DeAndre Jordan start? No, DeAndre Jordan, I, I want to say he's hurt slash doesn't play right now. Okay, who 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 plays the fight? Blake Griffin doesn't start either, right? He, he, he comes no, Blake Griffin's been starting. Okay, who, well, so who, KD, KD is technically the five. Blake Griffin, yeah. Okay, KD, Blake, Joe Harris, Bruce nice. Brown, and Kyrie. Because, well, when James Harden's playing, it's James Harden. Yeah, when James Harden, it's, it's, it's him over Bruce Brown, but – uh, yeah, KD is technically playing the five. So they don't even have like a big man rebounder. They're just, I mean, when you have those guys on offense, Blake Griffin went uh, 50%, four of eight from three, 17 points and 14 boards in game one. Yeah, I uh, I saw this tweet the other day. People were like, why didn't Blake do this in, in Detroit? And they're like, he literally carried them to 
an eight seed to the playoffs in 2019 on, on a tournament. Well, he was the only one on the team. And, well, and, he, and he did it on a torn meniscus in 2019. They're like, he cared when he was there. He just didn't have the supporting cast. I mean, he's 30 years old and he's not like, I mean, he's athletic. Don't He's my favorite player, but like, he's not the guy that's going to carry your team. He's a phenomenal supportive piece in the lineup, but he's not going to carry you to, you know, a finals. No. Hence why he didn't do that in LA. LA or yeah. So well, not, he never really stood a snowball's chance in hell in Detroit, but no, no, no. I mean, I don't know. I'm just, the Lakers were 1000% disappointing. I'm, I'm not going to, not going to mince words about that, but when LeBron was hurt all year, that kind of got dealt a tough draw. I don't see anyone. Be, I'm hoping it's Suns and nuggets in, or wait, the Suns and the nuggets are playing each other in this round. No. I don't even know who's the, who the Suns are playing in the second round. The Suns are playing the Nuggets, and the Jazz are playing the Clippers. Okay, I I call the Suns. That. I kind of hate that because I think whoever wins that Suns Nuggets series is gonna is gonna go to the finals. I wish they those two could have met in the Western Conference Finals. I don't see anyone. Devin Booker's fucking on an absolute tear right now, and it's insane what that he's whole team, be, dude. The whole team's on another. I mean. It's not like they came out of nowhere. They've been good all year long. Yeah. I mean, the Lakers like, got dealt, dealt a shitty draw in the first round. I hate – again, I can talk about on this all day about the soapbox of people hating on LeBron. I mean, he did play like a little bitch at times, but it is what it is. Yeah. I mean, you, Kate – or not KD, AD. Yeah, I mean, Anthony Davis is just – he's the next Derrick Rose, I feel like. In terms just, of, he just can't – and I told you that. I think like a few episodes ago when we were talking about the playoffs – I was like, I don't know. I can see Anthony Davis getting hurt. So he's got to stay healthy for them and do good. And look what happened. Yeah, he did. And then I saw this other meme when um, it was game six and it was uh, Anthony Davis. It was like he was in street clothes because he got hurt again or really didn't play game six hardly at all. And he's like looking at LeBron with like this face and you always see Anthony Davis's face. And the meme says like, do that shit you did in Cleveland. But like, I mean, <laughs> LeBron, he said, that was like four years ago. Like that was, he, he was 30 tw- or 29. then. now he's like 34. So, I mean, the, the, I'm just going to like straight up say like the team around LeBron this year without Anthony Davis on the team is close trash. to like, Close to like what he did in his early years in Cleveland, like they were bad. Or even that last year in Cleveland, uh, twenty eighteen, whenever he dragged that team to the finals, and pretty much all he had on that team was fucking Kevin Love, and Kevin Love was banged up. Literally, Kevin Love was just like AD, like he was banged up the whole time, was never fully healthy. And, he- I, and I've never, I've never been huge on the on the Anthony Davis train. Like, yeah, he's good. Don't get me wrong, but I don't think he's going to take you to the finals and win it. Obviously, he helped last year, but don't say, yeah, I don't think they win it last year without him, to be honest with you. But it was a shortened year. He will never do that in a full year because he can't stay healthy. Yeah, that's true. It's very true. Um, side note, uh, me and Travis both are, well, I'm trying something new. I've never tried before. Travis and I have seen these around for a while. These Boulevard quirked, spiked, and sparkling seltzers. They have like a variety pack of three. Their their flavors are funky though. Yeah, this one's strawberry, lemon, and basil. But I taste zero basil. It's I just taste strawberry lemonade. I don't even know. Like, yeah, I get a lot of basil flavor out of this. How is yeah, it though? like? It's a garnish anyway. Like basil's a garnish. It's not a fucking flavor. Like, how is that? It's actually really fucking good to be honest with you. The because the gonna... only I think the only reason I haven't bought them is because those weird flavors. Because I want to say they have like a. Uh, one of I'm hoping like to try. I'm hoping to crack open another. Yeah, I'm hoping to crack up another one. There's like it's like a blackberry something goofy, like blackberry hibiscus or some shit like that. That's what it is. Yeah, feels like I'm gonna be sucking on a plant the whole time. No, these are actually really fucking good. I'll save and one for you. I found, or actually, my, my fiance found. I didn't. The truly punches. They are. Oh, I. I would say like at first taste, they're a little bit. A disappointment, but the more I drink them, uh, the more I like them. I think my favorite one is the one I'm drinking right now is the fruit punch. It's pretty phenomenal. And these, unlike I was telling Jared earlier before we started recording, these, unlike the uh, lemonade ones, the black trulies don't give you heartburn if you get heartburn with acid stuff, acidic stuff, because yeah. these are more like fruit juicy. 
Okay. See, I like that. I like that. I will say these quirk ones kind of have that acid flavor, but not like the black ones feel like they're just literally eating a hole down my throat all the way down. It's bad. It's really bad. With these, so, I could probably honestly drink a whole 12 pack of these without without fucked. like getting super sick into my stomach. Be super fucked up. But yeah. Anyway, hey. that's what the ones I was telling you about that my wife found that she didn't buy for me that I want to go back to Schnooks and try to find. Kona, for those of you who know, after Kona Brewing Company out of Hawaii, they make big. Like they're making their way around pretty much everywhere. Yeah, but they are they they are brewed made in Hawaii. Right. Uh, yeah. They made they're a fruit punch seltzer too, just like the Trulies. So. Oh, interesting. Yeah, I thought that was kind of cool. I'll have to keep a lookout for those. Uh, you need to keep a lookout if you find these because I want to try them. I wasn't a big fan of the Coors seltzers that came out originally. You know what I'm talking about? Have you? Did you ever try those? I don't, I don't, I don't buy anything Coors. I don't support other breweries besides besides Anheuser Busch unless it's a craft brewery. <laughs> um, anyway, Coors came out with an orange dreamsicle version where it's just like it, they just sell that as a whole. And I'm a huge orange orange dreamsicle guy. That's so yeah. That's easily one of the best rain flavors for sure. Orange dreamsicle. Oh, that's rain is that white gummy bear and the lemon heads. Dude, yep, yep, yep. Those are the three. Those, three, those are like the only three I buy. Uh, I'll get the cotton candy one every from time to time. It's the cotton cool. candy bangs are are better though. That's true. Yeah, there's certain bang flavors that are better than rains. We're just going a weird ass tangent. Here. <laughs> um, <laughs> we're going way down. One thing I do want to talk about before we jump into UFC 263, which goes down this weekend. It's the main purpose of this episode. Um, I wanted to talk about. We'll get there. We'll get there. We will eventually. It's like um, we're we're Midwesterners. Have you seen that TikTok where it's like saying goodbye in the Midwest and it's oh, like it's, it's, it's every it's time like, you're like every time we go over. I feel like it's bad when we go over to my parents' house. We go over to my wife's parents' house. It's like okay, bye, and like we stand at the door for 15 minutes. It's like, 45. Oh, it's not even 15. Yeah, stand at the exaggerate. door. Well, then mom fall like when we go to their house, she like follows us out to like the porch. And like we talk walking down the sidewalk into the driveway. It's just like a Midwest thing. You have to like make your way to the door with your shit and set it down because you're not going to walk out that door after another 15 minutes at least. No. So one thing I do want to talk about though is the Logan Paul Floyd Floyd Mayweather fight real quick. Oh gosh. I watched it. Did you watch it? I found a illegal stream on Twitter. Like I was like, I had just gotten home from the airport. We had just brought our shit in from out from the car said hey to our dogs we're playing with them out in the yard came back inside to chill on the couch for a little bit and i was scrolling twitter and tony x actually from the blues fame way back in the day retweeted this tweet and said i can't believe they're just streaming this on twitter and i dude, literally I watched not, dude there was so many i watched it on tiktok bro dude there's i i watched rounds one through seven and right when they're gonna <laughs> right when they're gonna start round eight my stream that i had on twitter killed cut out i'm like i really don't fucking care to find another one of these because it's gonna be the same shit I, I missed because I was watching because if you like scroll over on TikTok, you do the live thing. Like people that obviously don't even follow or like the first like until like couldn't find anymore was just people streaming that fight. And like one would end and I'd go to another. I think I missed round three, but I caught all the rest of them. I mean, it was horrible. I mean, it's not boxing. And what can you expect? Like, first of all, Floyd, Floyd Mayweather fucking pisses me off. Like he wants to sit here and bitch and complain when he, he literally, he was so, he was shorter than Logan Paul. So every time he would go in for a punch and then like duck down, like he was going to go for a takedown. And then the ref came over to Logan Paul. was like, you were, you would have already got four points deducted, blah, blah, blah. If this was a real fight. Cause he, cause like he was basically saying Logan Paul was locking arms with Floyd Mayweather when Floyd Mayweather was doing the exact same shit. Like boxing sucks. The fact that it has to be saved by these TikTok stars and these vine stars and these YouTube stars tells you what the sport is to this day yeah i mean it's horrible however did you see have you seen that video where supposedly he knocked logan paul out and held him up i don't think i I don't know but i definitely think he hurt him bad oh he hurt him a lot he hurt him a lot i will say i'm not gonna lie like i watched what dave had to say dave portnoy had to say about the fight and he was like, I was impressed with Logan's cardio. It was very impressive. Like he he did but not. But he was gassed rounds like four through five, four, five, and six. He was gassed, but guys that are gassed, like in other in other arenas, would have just like dodged it and tried to play keep away. He was still throwing punches, albeit 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Sissy punches that look like girl punches, but but I, punches. I feel like if Floyd really wanted to, he could have easily knocked him out in those rounds where he was gassed, his arms were down, but he just kind of like was in it to to just be there and have fun. I would say the one thing that was cool after the fight was like uh their post-fight press conferences, like in the ring, how very sportsmanlike they were. It sounds kind of douchey to say, but they were really cool with each other. I mean, yeah, it's if the tables were turned and it was Jake instead of Logan, I actually like Logan a lot. I really, yeah, Logan's not that bad. It, the only thing that makes me hate Logan is his brother. <laughs> yeah. God. And him, you see that video of him like screaming on the fucking, on the ringside. Come on. 30 seconds for the rest of your life. 30 seconds, 50 and one, 50 and one. I'm like, shut the fuck up. The bro. fact that he was like, when that just fight. beat him. Like, no, he, if that were to be scored, he would have lost. I mean, and, he, uh, he, it's kind of, it kind of like remind me of the Floyd McGregor fight. Like Logan might've won rounds one and round two. That first round he flurried every, him. Apparently it's every Floyd fight ever. Oh that's yeah. That's what he does. Yeah. He comes out, he kind of fucks around a little bit. And that's why Floyd sucks to watch. Like he doesn't knock people out. He just points him to death. And, um, and this also happened while I was out of the country. I knew this happened because Travis texted me about it. Um, Jake Paul and Tyron Woodley. Now everyone's and I can't believe Tyron Willie's the dog right now. To be honest with you, man, I really can't. If if he loses, it Daniel will Cormier, be Daniel ultimate, Cormier said it. <laughs> if he loses, like there is zero doubt about it that it's fixed. The fact that it'll be him and Ben Askren back to back. Yeah, both Mizzou kids. Best that's friends. the thing that's crazy too. That's that's what I told Carly. I was like, I was like, apparently Jake Paul is just gonna go beat up every fucking Mizzou alumni ever. Like, am I next, next? Am I next? Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, he. uh There's no way that he can lose that. I I honestly think that Tyron Woodley has a lot more pride than that. He's not. Do you think if you lose to Jake Paul, you're not gonna be able to go back to uh to the hood in St. Louis? No, well, what a lot of people are saying on like, what a lot of people are saying on Twitter are like, he's trash. He lost his like last five fights, and then somebody in he's not he's not just from St. Louis, bro. He's from fucking Ferguson, by the way. Let's let, let's exactly point, let's point that. Um, anyway, they're like, he's lost his last four fights, blah blah, and everyone's like, yeah, but look who he lost to: Kamar Usman, Gilbert Burns, Colby Covington, and Vicente Luque. I mean, those dudes are like the upper echelon of that division right now. That is the, that's the champion, the number one contender, the number two contender and the number five contender. Yeah. I, I mean, mean, it's not it's like Ben Ashby got choked out. Talk by about. Fucking, it's not like Ben Ashby got choked out by fucking Damian Maya in his last fight. Yeah. It's, it's a whole different breed. when you talking about MMA and getting knocked out and stuff. Ben Askren isn't a striker. Tyron Woodley is, but then again, it's boxing. Who knows what's going to happen? Um, one thing I wanted to cover before we jump into UFC, it's kind of it's on a different topic. Uh, I want to talk about the I don't know if you saw, but the John Rom thing. Yeah, he got COVID. John Rom had like one of the best tournaments ever going into a Sunday. I think he was 18 under. He shot an eight under on Saturday. Coming off the 18th green, they tell him that he tested positive for Corona and he had to withdraw. Yeah, I'm not gonna. I'm gonna just gonna bite my tongue on that, but it is I mean, what I, it is. It's just, it's very shitty, uh, a very shitty thing to do to even have. I don't know why even test them if your test results are gonna come back on the Saturday after. They probably get tested daily. Probably get tested in the morning when they go out there. To be honest with you, you probably ship them off to the lab. But okay, here's my thing. I know fucking rules are rules. But it's golf. Like literally, if he's at that much in the lead, like, all right, you tested positive, go back to your hotel room, quarantine. You're going to come out tomorrow morning, super fucking early before anyone else is out on the course. It's just going to be you and your caddy. And you're going to go by yourself and you're going to play your last 18 and we're, and then everyone else can play and try to catch Because of that, well, you got to think about it too. At that point, 
and if you're if you're really going off of COVID protocol and COVID rules, whoever was in his group that day, you got to go. His like whoever whoever came in contact with him that day, you got to go. Good day though. I mean, when you're golfing with somebody, you're I mean, but around. did they did they withdraw the the people in his group? No, it was just John Rom and his That's caddy, fucking... obviously, because. That seems that seems a little silly to me. I know, and that's what I'm saying. I'm like, dude, John Rom shot eight under. Like, you get COVID and shoot eight under. I don't, I don't really know what else to say anymore, other than the fact that I mean, it didn't, doesn't really do much, unless there's a false positive, in which case it makes it worse for him. Yeah, it's golf. It's golf. You're outside. It's not like you're in an arena like hockey or an arena like basketball. Literally, fucking on top of each other. Like you can spread out. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like I know rules are rules and they probably had COVID protocol, but literally think about last summer when the, like when COVID hit down, what were the, like the only places that were open where you go do shit? They were fucking golf courses. Golf was a big boom last summer because that's all you could do. Um, so there's, there's ways they could have done it. I think they could have handled that a lot better. Um, I like how it's like the, the cameraman tried to follow John Rahman. His caddy turned around. like, get the fuck out of here. Did you see that? Yeah. His caddy I mean, he's, he was, you could tell when they told him that he was pretty beat up about it, which obviously who wouldn't be. Um, yeah, you just lost um, your fucking purse too. Yeah, like you lost everything. And I saw a lot, some books, none of the books in Vegas did this, but like a lot of the online ones like PointsBet, Bavada, DraftKings, FanDuel, all either gave you, like actually gave you your winnings or gave you your money back if you had bet on John Rahm, like a tournament-wide matchup or something like that. Because he was going to win. I mean, he was six strokes in the lead. Seen a lot of seen a lot of big leagues blown on Sundays before. But, but no, I mean, I mean like, John Rahm, top five golfer in the world, six strokes heading into Sunday. He was killing it. Uh, yeah. So, I mean, outside of golf, we got the U.S. Open, which we'll cover on next week's episode. Big, uh, big tournament. If you're into it, you should check out not just you, Jared, but every anyone who's listening, check out the golf tournament this weekend. It's like an on the fly. It was supposed to be a Canadian Open, but it got canceled due to COVID. So they added, uh, I'm not sure when they added this uh, event, but it's at a course that was built four years ago. It's like an Australian style course. If you do not hit the fairway, like I'm not kidding, look up the course. If you do not hit the fairway, you're in the sand. And it's the, the longest course on the PGA tour schedule this year. Dude, that is a, uh, that's insane. I know exactly how those guys are going to feel. I went golfing at that golf course at the resort I was at. It's a course designed by Greg Norman on the beach. They actually use it. I when I was driving my cart, we, me and Carly pulled into our cart and it had the fucking corn fairy logo on the front of it. So they used really? that. They used that course for like the corn fairy tour and some of like qualifying events and it was long. Like, I think one of the holes, it was a 420 yard, 420 yard par four. And I'm like, what the fuck am I doing here? Like, I do not belong here. Um, right. But that's insane. Like, that'll be fun to watch. Long course, lots of sand. Yeah, it's, it's very long. Apparently there are, I don't think there's any par four that's under 400 and something yards. And every single par five on the course is over 585 yards sheesh yeah so it'll be it'll be a fun one like i said if you missed the fairway you're in the sand i think it's gonna be like right around even par winner this weekend Man, well, like yeah i feel like it, that's almost gonna play like a like a british open i feel like all the british open courses are always so fucking yeah. tough and the winner's always like tough. there's all they're always like even plus one plus two like you know it's uh kind of wild but anyway enough about the worldwide of sports Let's dive into UFC 263, Israel Adesanya versus Martin Vittori 2 um, for the middleweight championship belt. Yes, these two have fought before. It was a long time ago, April of 2018. So a little over three years ago is when these guys fought. It was a split decision. And if you look at their records, Martin Vittori's undefeated since then. Israel Adesanya was undefeated until he lost to Jan Blachowicz back in March. He's got a quick turnaround time. Martin Vittori just fought in April. Are you um, calling him Martin? Is it? Isn't that what it is? Marvin. Marvin. Jesus Christ. <laughs> He's some dumb Italian. I was like, wait a second. Am I hearing that? Yeah. Pain or pain? No. Sorry. It's Marvin. It is Marvin Vittori. Uh, yeah, my bad. He's uh, he's from Italy. So if he if 
If somehow Marvin Vittori pulls off this upset, I don't see it happening. We'll talk more about the fight. He will be the first Italian-born UFC champion ever, which is kind of cool. Which would be, I mean, it would be awesome. I'm, I'm uh, not that I'm like a huge Marvin Vittori fan, but I do like like him, and and uh, he's a likable guy. On the other side of things, I don't like Israel Adesanya, but this card should be phenomenal. See, not, I'm gonna hold back how many times I say that because I we usually jinx ourselves, but there's very much so a plethora of fights that are going to be awesome. Well, people are going to buy this fight, not for Rosio Adesanya and Marvin Vittori, not for Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno too for the flyaway title fight. They're going to buy this for the third fight on the main card. Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz are finally scrapping. This was supposed to be the co-main event on the Michael Chandler fight last time around, but Nate Diaz had an injury. He's coming back now. Um, That is going to be a five round fight, five round non-title fight. So, that's going to be the, the first one. This ever? is the first, not the co-main first one ever. Yeah. So this was supposed to be the co-main for 262. And it was going to be the first ever five round non-title co-main fight. I think they're still keeping it at five rounds. Don't quote me on that, but it was supposed to be this. That's, that's the deal they signed. And outside of that, you got Damian Maya and uh, Bilal Muhammad, who is, has been just dominating Paul Craig and undefeated Jamal Hill. And then our boy Drew Dober is fighting too. He's, that's on the other card, dude. Yeah, that's on the and so is Eric Eric Anders versus Darren Stewart. Joanne Calderwood is on the undercard, and then Chase Hooper I think might be on the early prelims. Really? Yeah. So Ben Askren's son. Ben Askren's son. Yes, it is. He is on the. He is. Yeah. So, so a lot of, a lot of big fights. Let's kick it off. Let's not bury the lead. Let's talk about the, the main event. The reason why um, they're making this card, Israel Adesanya versus Marvin Vittori. I'm honestly going to come out and say it right away. I don't think Marvin Vittori is worthy of, of a championship fight. I mean, look at his two, his, his four of his last five to, uh, wins. Well, he's, he's won five in a row, but four of them have come by decision. Uh, I mean, I know he beat Jack Hermanson and Kevin O'Holland, but, I just think there was better people in front of him that deserved a title shot. And Travis, who, a, who would you who would you give it to right now? I mean, I want to see I want to see Adesanya Whitaker run it back again. But I know Whitaker just came off a fight. You're, you got yeah. I was gonna say like Vittori hasn't hasn't fought him for the belt. They did fight what, almost three years ago. Um, right now, I think Marvin Vittori, the way he's fighting, will be able to to like compete with them. I think so. I think he'll be able to make it a fight, especially if he goes to the ground, like he is good at. I if think he, he could, if he falls well, not very well win this fight, but he could make a statement and try to win this fight. If he takes it to the ground. So if he, if he does, like you said, he's, he's good as grappling. He's got a 45% takedown accuracy. Um, if he follows, the playbook that Jan Blachowicz put out there. Jan yep. Blachowicz put out the playbook on, on how to beat Israel Adesanya, albeit Blachowicz weighed probably 30, 40 pounds more than Adesanya did when they fought. But um, who knows? I mean, the Jan Blachowicz put out the playbook. If Marvin Vittori can follow it, he could he'd get it done. I because don't see he's not going to be able to close distance and throw strikes. No, six inches. No, he – yeah. Yeah, six inch reach advantage for Adesanya. Uh, he's four inches taller than him. Like, if any, if anyone on his team is paying attention, which obviously I'm sure they're doing the research, you got to take him down. Like you said, Lahovitz found out the way to beat him, exposed him for it. Do I think Adesanya is going to lose both of his belts in back to back fights? Well, he didn't. He didn't Probably lose. The, he didn't. He didn't lose the last belt. He was That's trying to true. Beat. He didn't lose it, but he was fighting for it. Like, do you think that he's going to go from possibly having two belts to no belts and back-to-back fights? Probably not. But Adesanya is minus 255, so I would never bet on him straight up. If anything, I would put Adesanya in a parlay and then just do Marvin Vittori straight up. Yeah, I, I'm gonna. I'm looking at bestfightodds.com, which is a great website if you want to look at, like, props. That's what I'm looking at as well at the moment. I don't – I honestly – like, I don't think Marvin Vittori is going to win. If Marvin Vittori does win, he's not going to knock out Asanya. He's not going to submit him. He's going to do what Jan Blachowicz did. If Adis- if this fight goes five rounds, I'm, t- I'm calling it right now. I'll take alert. If this fight goes five rounds, Marvin Vittori will win. 
Adesanya is going to have to beat him inside inside distance. In that case, I was going to say if you're going to bet on Adesanya, I would do him by decision because Marvin Vittori's never been knocked out. He's never been finished. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hey, I get it. I used to be the one planning my day around finding a bathroom and living in fear of an accident. I tried the pills and pads, but they just weren't working for me. If you're living like I was, it's time to find an expert physician and ask them about Axonics therapy. It's not another drug. It's an advanced therapy that is proven to provide lasting relief for overactive bladder. Still not sure? You can even try it first to make sure it works for you. You're not alone and you don't have to put up with this anymore. You just have to take the first step towards finding real relief. Visit findrealrelief.com to find a bladder specialist. That's findrealrelief.com. Consult a bladder specialist to find out if Axonics is right for you. Results and experiences may vary. Risks can result from Axonics therapy that may require surgical intervention. Available by prescription only. For more information about safety and potential risks, go to findrealrelief.com. All of his losses have been by decision. Yeah, and they had a split decision last time. I mean, he doesn't have a ton of losses on his on his record, especially in the UFC. He's only lost twice. Um, had a draw. Maybe, maybe it's not like go... he fought him like a half a decade okay. ago. Like he only he fought him two and a half years ago. Okay. Well, here you go. Just take the over four and a half then, because I don't see his and I'll just I'll just root for a long fight. over four and a half plus one twenty. There you go. Because if you're going to do that, it's not even worth it. Because Adesanya by decision is plus one sixty, so you might as well just take the over. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not 100 positive that if it goes. To, now again, Adesanya is good. Like what I think is going to happen is Adesanya is going to strike, keep distance. He knows I. He's going to be too scared to get taken down. That can also play to his disadvantage. If you if you fight scared, then you're going to be worried too much about the takedown, and something else can happen. Like Vittori catches him with a kick or something. Who fucking knows? Um, so it should be a fun fight. I don't think it's going to be the funnest fight on the card by any, by any means. Um, but I do think it's going to go the distance, um, overall. Now, the more I think about it, I think, I think if Adesanya wants to make a statement, if Adesanya wants to make a statement, knock him out. Our unanimous pick is over four and a half rounds. Yep. Uh, that's it. I'm seeing my, it's minus one, minus one forty. Not on best fight odds. Over four and a half. Oh, yep, you're right. Minus 140. I was looking at the under. under but even then, minus 140, don't hate it. Or you can do my, fight. This one says fight goes to decision, minus 135. Same thing, though, I guess, really. An extra five points, I'll take the minus 140. Yeah. So that's our unanimous pick for that one, uh, the main event. Let's go into – the co-main, which is Davison Figueredo versus Brandon Moreno, guys who just fought each other in their last fight, and it was a draw. Yep. They drew their last time around. I uh Figueredo's minus 230 favorite. I don't see a way that he loses this fight. If I anything, think, it'll be a draw again. Uh, didn't he take that? He took that last fight on really short notice. Like I think it was like a month after he won the won the belt. I'm pretty I, sure. I remember he, it was a quick turnaround time. So I think that this, with him getting a full camp, I don't. He turned around. He, it was no. It was, it was three weeks. Yeah. I knew it was quick, dude. It was three weeks. I knew it was quick, which is insane. Yeah. He fought November 21st and turned around and fought Moreno on December 12th. So. So yeah, right at literally 21 days later. And when was Figueredo's last fight before that? Or sorry, Moreno's last fight before that. Moreno's last fight <clears throat> before Figueredo. Same was, same uh, thing. He fought on the same, the same day. Fight. They fought on the same card. He beat Brandon Royval. Wow. These guys are these guys are insane. 
You know, but to be fair, to cut down to 125, if you're going to do it, you might as well stay. Just, hey, I already, already, already did the weight cut. Just let's do three more weeks of camp. I'll stay but here. Then you go straight back into camp, and like your body's just drained after that. Like, because after a fight, uh, if you don't, if you, our listeners don't listen to the Joe Rogan MMA shows that they put out, these fighters go through hell after each fight. Like, they go to doctors, do stem cells, and everything else. Like, it's a lot of work. Yeah. So both these guys are insane. So now that I'm saying, ah, dude, I can't bet against Figueredo just because of what we saw him do to Benavidez that one day, dude, <laughs> he killed him. He he's insane. Him. Like he literally, he's only lost one fight in his career. He's 21 and one. And his only loss was the, uh, for Miga in March of 2019 on decision. Moreno has had a couple of draws in his day. Lost Sergio Pettis, who's now no longer in the UFC. Um, he has some 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 impressive wins. He beat he beat Formiga. He beat Kaikara France. He beat Brandon Royval. Um, he beat some of the top guys in that division. But then you look at Figueredo, Tim Elliott beat Benavidez twice in a row. Beat Alex Perez. Submitted him. I mean, this dude's it's, before he fought Brandon Moreno, his last four fights were ended. The furthest one went in the second round. And that was against the first one against Benavidez. Yeah. Like the only, because he's, so, he's not only is he good at striking, but his wrestling is on another level. But that's the thing too, is that Moreno can wrestle too. Yeah. I think, dude, I hate to be this like guy, but I think this one might go to, might go the distance too. But I, mean, I, I can see it. I don't know. These two guys are super tough. Um, neither one of them really get finished. Um, I mean, neither one of them have been finished ever. Yeah, dude. And the, in, in their professional career, neither of these fires have been finished. So it's only right to say that it goes the distance, in which case fight to go to the to decision is even. Yeah. Even money. I like that pick. I mean, these guys have fought before. They're ballers. The only thing, my only worries. My only worry is a rematch coming off a draw. Someone's going to fucking, they're is going to try to be over aggressive, make a mistake and something bad's going to happen. That's my and only It's not going to be Figueredo. Figueredo is not going to make a mistake and be over aggressive because he's fighting for the title. You don't want to lose it. Um, if you're going to bet on this fight, I, I might stay away from it, but if you're going to bet on it, I would do decision. Meanwhile, I'm building up my parlay right now. I'm going to go out and Figueredo. So a big favorite parlay. This one, uh, so that's so that, I I think Figueredo walks away with it too. I don't I don't see Moreno beating him, um, unless it's by some kind of like I said, some crazy it, it, KO, some cra- yeah, some yeah. nuts, yeah, something like that we some, don't see a coming. situation that he can't get himself out of that he just gets stuck in. But other than that, I don't see it happening. Yeah, like uh, I could see something like a very Michael Chandler thing happening to Figueredo, like just catching one when he's winning the fight and just catches one, and then you're you're I mean. When you when you get got, you get got, and there's there, there's no way around that, you know. I mean, what, yeah, I mean, all it, it literally all it takes is one. Yeah. So the next fight, obviously, like we said, it is a welterweight fight, right? Am I correct in saying that they're fighting at one seventy? I don't know where they're fighting at. Yep, if they're fighting at one fighting at one seventy. So it's a welterweight bout between Leon Edwards and Nate Diaz. <laughs> Nate Diaz's first fight since he fought for the BMF title when Jorge Masvidal was on in his heyday, and boy, these odds are. Massive. He's fighting Leon Edwards, which, by the way, I think Leon Edwards could fight for a fucking title. To be honest with you, in this division, I think I think Leon Edwards. I think these odds are stupid, though. I mean, it's minus six hundred. I'm not going to advise you to pick him because Nate Diaz is is plus four fifty. I'm going to bet on Nate Diaz just because I like Nate Diaz and he's a fan favorite. Like literally, everyone's buying this card to watch and see Nate Diaz hopefully ruin this guy's shot at a title. Um, that's literally what they're buying it for. Plus 450, the value is just too good to pass up. Don't throw it in your parlay, Travis. Oh, I would not I would not throw either of these in my parlay. Minus 600 is not even worth the value it would add to a parlay when fighting Nate Diaz um, at all. Zero chance. If anything, like this fight is not going the distance. You don't think so? No. Minus 125. Uh, to not go the distance. I like that pick. I like that being a unanimous pick, but I'm also going to. I can honestly see another one of those instances 
where he just gets cut up too much. I really hope the doctors let it go. I mean, he's got so much scar tissue built up. Like he, he bleeds instantly. Like that's just all I know. But at the same time, like you can't let the dude bleed out all over the mat. I mean, bro, you look at Leon Edwards. I mean, he hasn't really won a fight since July of 2019. He hasn't won a fight in almost two years. He had, I can just, but if, if it's like any Nate Diaz fight I've ever seen, it's going to be just a brawling bloodbath, which I love. Oh yeah, I do too. I don't, I don't see it going the distance either. Like if, like you said, if anything, doctor stoppage due to Nate Diaz being bleeding too much, or maybe Nate Diaz catches um, Leon Edwards. But again, you're talking about a guy who's never been knocked out or finished in his career. In Leon Meanwhile, Nate Diaz has been Nate Diaz has only been finished three times out of his twelve losses. He I has thirteen think. submission wins. Nate Diaz does that, dude. Hey. I want to know what Nate Diaz by submission is. But Leon Edwards is pretty good on the ground too. Nate Diaz plus eight hundred. It gets an option on here. Plus eight hundred. Yeah, it is. Plus eight hundred. I mean, because I I don't think he knocks him out. Nate, I mean, Nate Diaz choked out Connor. Uh, it could happen. Yeah, the only thing is Leon's not not no isn't a scrub when you when you when it comes to grappling on the mat. So, but he's not a big grappler though. Like that's not his forte. Come on. Yeah, that's so. true. Either way, um, I will. I like this fight to since we did the first two by note or to go to the decision i like this one uh to be finished within the distance i like it too i do too what was the other one you're going to throw at us that decision or diaz by submission plus 800 so i'm but i wouldn't even do that that's your long shot that's that's our one long shot pick. it's a long <laughs> shot pick uh diaz by decision i would lay a little juice on diaz plus for plus 450 i probably will but my pick here was is this fight to be inside distance? So yeah, I would never. I we're never gonna put out. We're not gonna put out Nate Diaz uh, to win against our record. No, absolutely. Off the record, Nate Diaz to win. <laughs> Personally, if you're asking me just for the value aspect of it, I will lay a little juice on Diaz. Oh, absolutely. I mean, yeah. you have to just. I mean, tend to win. You know, almost fifty. Imagine how fucking hype he'd be if you like laid a little juice on Diaz plus four fifty. And he fucking not only like that, but like me, like we're Nate Diaz guys. Like you can't not root against Nate Diaz. He's just such a he's he was really not a likable guy, but he's fun to watch. I mean, I hated him in the Connor fights, but that's what made it so entertaining is that they hated each other so fucking much, and it made it so and now, good. outside it of so- that. Like you have to like him just because yeah. of that. So much respect. Yeah, so I'm going to run and grab another drink. I'm going to let Travis introduce the next fight, which is a pretty good one on the card. I honestly don't know when's the last time Damian Maya's fought, to be honest with you. Damian Maya. Uh, so for those of you who don't know, Damian Maya is fighting Bilal Muhammad, an 18-3 and three, uh, guy, and he's actually really good if you've never heard of him. He is the favorite. He's minus 230. Damian Maya's plus 190. Maya's last fight. Uh, was against Gilbert Burns. He got the Gilbert Burns matchup after he submitted Ben Askren, turns around, gets knocked out by Gilbert Burns in the first round. I mean, Damian Maya is strictly a ground guy. 14 submission wins out of his 28 wins in his professional career. He's not good, you know, on his feet really at all. I can say that. 1.8 significant strikes landed uh, per minute, which really is hardly anything. Meanwhile, when you look on the other side, Bilal Muhammad is a guy who can throw strikes. He can throw punches. Not only that, but he's decent at wrestling too. That's why Bilal Muhammad is minus 230. I would, I'm going to throw him. I'm going to lump him in this parlay with it too. This might be like one of my locks of the night. I was going to say, yeah. My- but I mean, like you can't, you can't just throw a ton of money on a minus 230. If there's something we can find in here value wise, I would love to do it. But Bilal Muhammad all day long. Yeah, Bilal Muhammad. Let me. I mean, what did you find? Did you find out when's the last time Danny Maya actually fought? Uh, he his last fight was Gilbert Burns. He got knocked out. It was last March, so it's been a little over a year. Okay. Before that, he beat Ben Askren, Anthony Rocco Martin. I mean. And then Bilal Muhammad's last fight was this past March. 
Yeah, he, uh, and he had a no contest versus Leon Edwards. Yeah, he he poked him in the eye, or Leon Edwards poked him in the eye. Yeah, the only thing I can say about Bilal Muhammad is that his competition that he's fought has been not great. Yeah, uh, like very very not great. But he can weather the storm. He is a very much a stamina guy. A lot of his fights go to decision. As a matter of fact, he's had uh 15 fights go to decision yeah dude that might that might be the pick dude honestly muhammad by decision is plus 100 if you're not super hip and it's only a three-round fight so it's not like they have the full five rounds or something crazy can happen around four round five if you think he i think damian Maya's had 38 career fights only been knocked out twice yeah he can probably try to avoid it um yeah, Bilal Muhammad by decision would probably be yeah. my value pick. But to lump in my super parlay, I'm going Adesanya, Figueredo, Muhammad. It's wintertime. When temperatures go down, the likelihood goes up that your furnace and other appliances go down with them. So don't risk a costly replacement. Stay comfortable with coverage on the appliances you depend on most with the Service Guard Appliance Repair Program from Black Hills Energy. It's peace of mind in a plan. Visit blackhillsenergy.com slash sign up to learn more. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. So as a matter of fact, he's only, he, I mean, yeah, I got TKO'd by Gilbert Burns, but Gilbert Burns is a different beast. Before that, the last time he'd been KO'd was against Nate Marquant. It would have been his first, first time. UFC 102 in August of 2009. Yeah, that was the first time he was KO'd. So literally it was 11 years later when he got knocked out again. I know we sound boring to pick at these decisions, but I mean, we're just we're just reading the stats here. Muhammad by decision, not a bad pick, even money. You avoid that minus 230 decline there. I, I just don't see a way where this doesn't happen. By the way, the next uh, Boulevard Seltzer thing I'm trying is called Pear Yuzu, like, like a pear. Periuzu. Yeah. Not as good as the first one, but not bad. No, I like pear though. Yeah. Not bad. Anyway, so next fight here, we got the last fight. We're also going to talk about two other fights because we like the guys. Paul Craig versus Jamal Hill, a light heavyweight bout. Two kind of up and comers. Paul Craig's ranked 14th. Jamal Hill's ranked um, 15th. Jamal Hill, the heavy, heavy favorite here. He is minus 280. Paul Craig is plus 240, um, depending on where you bet. We so, have yet to see a close odds fight so far. Um, oh. This one, though, like, this is a this is a tough fight for odds makers. Because Jamal Hill, he's only 8-0. And to make a minus 280 against Paul Craig, who's 14-4-1, I mean, that's just like, that's alarming. It is a little weird. No, there's gonna and, and don't get me wrong. They're one of these fights on the main card because not any one of them do we have except for no. Because I guess this is the last one on the main card, is it? Yeah, yeah. So not one of these fights is under a minus two hundred shit. Barely my under minus two fifty favorite. One of them is going to be an upset. I can tell you that. But it's just which one, and I think it's either going to be. Nate Diaz or Paul Craig. In my if, you're, if you're putting money on it, it's probably going to be this one. But he just beat Ovin St. Perot. St. Pro. I can I'm I can always fuck up his name. Um back in December, TKO'd him, but it was a catch, it was a catchweight bout because St. Pro missed weight. Um how the fuck do you miss weight at, at light heavyweight? Um anyway. Oh, uh, Paul Craig, like Travis said, kind of on a little bit of a hot streak. His last loss came in June of 2019. Since then, he rattled off. Well, he had a draw in, in 2019. 
Um, but then came back and knocked that same guy out. He drew, he drew to in 2019 in November, 2020, Paul Craig hasn't fought in a while. That is a little concerning on that, on that note, but Paul Craig, yeah, he hasn't fought in eh, really hasn't been that long. November. He fought on the same card that Figueredo and Moreno fought on. In yeah, and you, then you look at Jamal Hill. He hasn't fought since December, so he's kind of in the same boat there. Um, yeah, man. I mean, this is a, this is a tough fight. A lot of these guys go for the and KO. they're two totally different fighters. Like Jamal Hill is, you know, that knockout guy. The guys that goes for knockout. Meanwhile, Paul Craig has twelve submissions in his fourteen wins. You talk about I, this and fight. Jamal Hill does not wrestle. This fight does not go to a decision. This fight, actually, as a matter of fact, the over-under is one and a half. I know it's only a three-round fight. Usually, they're two and a half on three-round fights. Um, the under a one and a half is plus 100. That seems really hard to... I would almost go over hard. I don't know. One and a half, it's just like... I mean, you never know how it's going to come out, though. Like, it usually, it usually will fuck you, but you never know how it's going to come out. A lot of the times... These guys like to come out and feel each other out, especially with guys who are such different in their fighting style. Like I can either, I can see Jamal Hill coming out and knocking Paul Craig out in a minute, or I can see Paul Craig just grinding him out and submitting him after a couple of rounds. So that's, I normally don't advise, advise this, but here's what I would do. I would do, Paul Craig straight up plus 240. And just to kind of hedge it a little bit, because that's that's a lot of value there. You can also put that over or under. You could do the under or hill by TKO is minus 165. Well, that I mean, I feel like that's the only way Jamal Hill is going to win. Yeah. Uh, Or you can do hill wins inside distance at minus 135. There you go. If you really want, if you're really that guy who's trying to squeak out a few bucks, you could do that. Hill by TKO, Craig straight up. I mean, obviously, the more you would do more money on Hill, but yeah, that'd be the only way. At the end of the day, if Hill does win inside distance, you're probably going to break even, make a couple bucks. But if Paul Craig ends up winning, you're probably gonna gonna win a couple bucks. Yeah, you win you win some money there. So, I'm my, I'm, my gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I would take just Paul Craig straight up. Yeah, here me too, me too. That's that's gonna be my pick too. I was just trying to look look for a little bit of, a, of an edge there. Yeah, I'll take Paul Craig straight up in this fight just because of his grappling alone. I mean, twelve submission wins. He's only fought nineteen times. That's pretty insane. And if he can find a way to take Jamal Hill down, I think that he wins this fight, no problem. But that's the thing. He's got to find a way to take him down. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, you can't, can't fuck around too long. So now let's talk about our guy, Drew Dober. He's the last fight on. He's the, the favorite, though. He is the favorite, which doesn't surprise me. He's fighting this Brad Rydell guy who is not a scrub in his own right. He's never lost in the UFC. He's only fought three times in the UFC. His last fight was in September of 2020. So it's been a while. All of them, all of his wins have come by decision. Meanwhile, Drew Dober. All of his wins have come by decision. In the UFC, yes. Hmm, that's tough. I Because it, it's hard to stay on these fights where I don't know the other fighter. Yeah, but Drew Dober. Because I mean, if, if he absorbs a lot, if Riddell hits, absorbs a lot of punches, you're not going to do that versus Drew Dober. No, and in Drew Dober's last five fights, none of them have gone the distance. He's three and two in those fights. He's been submitted twice. That's the only way he's lost. But in his three wins, he's knocked him out. He beat Alexander Hernandez, Nazrat Hackparas, and Marco Pollo Reyes. Um, lost to Benil Dairouche. I can't never say that guy's name. Um, but – not a scrub, and then Islam Makachev also not a scrub. So, if I'm if I'm Drew Dober here, I'm taking Riddell to the ground because he's he's a striker. Uh, so is Drew Dober. Drew Dober wins by wins by TKO. Yeah, but time. his fighting his fighting style he does have jujitsu in him. Riddell's zero and one in the submission game, so he's been submitted. 
He doesn't wrestle, doesn't wrestle. His fighting style is striker, whereas Drew Dober is Brazilian jiu-jitsu. So if I'm Dober, I'm going to try to at least get this fight on the ground. Yes, he is five and four on the ground, Dober, but he is much more seasoned. That's that not going to happen because Rydell's takedown defense is 80%. Okay. And <laughs> Dober's takedown accuracy is only 18%. So, yeah. Uh, in this case, he has a so if we're if we're looking at just a straight stand up fight, I mean it's going to be there's going to be trade and blows. Yeah, uh, Riddell's got a one inch reach advantage. Their significant strikes landed is literally off by like a decimal point. Um, so this could be a good fight. They're literally found, be trade and blows. I I found our pick. What is it? Under two and a half plus one forty five. That's too easy. But when's the last time Dover's been knocked out? Uh, he's been choked out a couple times. But that's the thing. This guy's not going to choke him out. His last five fights have not gone the distance. Drew Dover has not been knocked out. He's only been knocked out once in 2011. This guy, yes, all three of his UFC fights have been decision. But prior to his entry into the UFC, only one of his fights went the distance. If we're going, if we're going inside distance, I'm gonna go Drew Dober by TKO then, because he's not getting submitted and he's only been knocked out once because he got chin like a motherfucker. All right, I like it. I'm gonna go under two and a half in the uh, Rydell Dober fight plus one forty five. Travis can go Dober by TKO at plus three fifty. Some some good value there. Honestly, taking Dober straight up at minus one forty is not a not not a bad play either. I mean, I'll probably end up doing it just because I love the dude. Yeah. So. That's awesome. Um, and then DraftKings, just side note, I'm just going to recommend this. They had like an odds boost thing where it was Chase Hooper and Matt Frivola both to win. It's like plus 210 or something like that. Uh, I like that because Chase Hooper's even money and Frivola's minus 210 straight up. Yeah. Uh, I don't think Hooper loses two in a row. Yeah. Well, no, he just won, didn't he? Oh, okay. So he he did he, did he, he lost there? the one, but he lost the one before that, and then yeah. he came back and had his win. Um, so there's that. I also like Chase Hooper straight up. If you wanna if you wanna get your pregame on, start drinking, throw a bet down the early prelims. Chase Hooper even money. He's the underdog in his fight. I like that. I like. I, I was gonna. I was gonna suggest doing Hooper or Hooper inside distance. I like that one as well. If you can, if you can get that, because um, that's plus one seventy five. So. Uh, because if he's going to win, he usually doesn't win by by decision. Actually, as a matter of fact, in the UFC, he only has two wins. Yeah, in his, his professional career by decision. Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, two wins, and he lost by decision. Um, but other than that, I mean, he's he can see he, he can submit guys. He can knock them out. This guy's an up. I think he's he's fucking young as hell, isn't he? Yeah, he's, yeah, he's very young. He's twenty one. He just turned 21 in September, yeah. So, Born in 1999. Yeah, he made his UFC debut in 2019. So how he was not even 20 years old, 20 years old yet then. Yeah, he had just turned 20. That's bananas. That is bananas. So like Hooper on the undercard, we like Hooper straight up. Travis likes that uh, DraftKings boost with Matt with Chase Hooper and Matt Frivola. Honestly, Matt, the steamroller frivola, dude. Honestly, a Hooper like an uh, under an undercard parlay, Hooper frivola and Dober might not be a bad play. And Calderwood, yeah, Joanne Calderwood's a beast. So, like her, Joanne Calderwood's minus one fifty. That that's a good bet too. I'm gonna stay away from the Darren Stewart Eric Anders fight because I kind of want to see that how that one plays out. I do think Eric Anders wins, but yeah, two guys that have very average records yeah like very very uh good possibility that one of those just like has a bad night so dober calderwood uh did you say hooper yeah hooper dober calderwood hooper undercard parlay so there's three of them there uh frivola frivola too frivola frivola so four of them uh adesanya figueredo and muhammad main card parlay yeah and then some, Which, some some juice on some dogs. Let me Craig and Craig and Diaz. You know, be a fun one is Craig and Diaz parlay. 
I mean, that's probably here. Here we go. Now that we, I mean, we have time. We've talked about it. Now we can bullshit some lines. Let me show you guys, or let me tell you guys what those odds. Uh, so let's do, let's do, let's do the main card probably that we liked: Adesanya, Figueredo, and Muhammad. That part. Figueredo, Adesanya, and Muhammad parlay. That would be a plus one eighty seven odds. Not bad for heavy favorites. Nope. All right, so what about so let's do our let's do our undercard parlay because I really did like that one a lot to be honest with you. Hooper, um, Hooper, Frivola. I'm not seeing Frivola on here. And Joanne Calderwood. I'm not seeing Frivola on this site. Um, to throw it in there, so we'll just do the three for now. Oh, I'm, just go, I'm gonna I'm gonna go to Bavada real quick and do it. Yeah, I do that. I'm on a different one. Yeah. So Hooper, Frivola, Calderwood, and Dober. That's probably like plus eight hundred. Plus seven twenty three. Seven twenty three for those four. If you want to throw out Frivola, it's plus four fifty eight. Insane odds there. Yeah, really is. Wow. Um, and then the crazy one, the crazy one of Paul Craig and Nate Diaz. If you really just want to sprinkle some cash on it, plus 1328. Again, <laughs> those are value plays. We not, we're not like saying that if you want some value, those are three value parlays. And then honestly, Diaz- the, one, the, the main card parlay, is actually a pick, I think. That's not even just for value. That's a pick. It's only plus 160 or something. Yeah. The other Honestly, ones are values. Yeah, the three, the th- throughout for Vola, but the other the other three on the undercard, it's too. You can play two at plus 450. Yeah. So there you go. Those are our picks for UFC. Hope you guys follow along, listen along. We'll be back next week to talk some U.S. Open and some other shit, and uh, we'll see you guys then. Peace. Nice guy. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. 